Welcome to It Starts at Home, a weekly podcast where we have honest conversations about what discipleship looks like in the home. Our hope is to come alongside parents by providing biblical truth and practical tools for raising kids and teens. We don't claim to be experts and we haven't written any books, but we do love families and want to help them build their foundation on Jesus. Thanks for joining us. Keaton. Thanks for joining us for another episode of It Starts at Home. I'm here per usual with my co-host Thad Yessa. What's up Thad? Not much Allie. It is another day, beautiful day in the neighborhood. It's a little cold, uh, a little cold. but there are a lot of things to be excited about. It's a good day, a good day for a podcast and that's why we're here. How are you? I'm good. You know, I think we've already discussed that it's our favorite time of the week when we get to record this, and today's topic is definitely one I'm excited to talk about. So what are we talking about today? We have spent some time the last few weeks talking about different aspects of communication. We've determined that any essential part of parenting involves communication, Mm -hmm. the ability to communicate well with our kids and our teens. And not only do we need to be able to communicate well in order to interact day to day, make sure that their needs are being met, etc. We also want to be able to get to know them, develop deep relationships with them. And on top of that, we know that one of the most important things we can do is share the gospel and disciple our kids and teens. But in order to do that, we need to know how to communicate with them. Communication is important. It is essential, but today we're talking about active listening as part of communication. Mm. Yeah, so when we communicate with our children, it leads to a strong relationship, cooperation, feelings of worth. But when we struggle to communicate, it can lead to our child shutting off, conflict, maybe feelings of worthlessness. And so we've determined that communication is a two-way street. So we know that part of our communication, yes, is being able to speak well, to be able to string together our thoughts and feelings in words that make sense, that communicate what we need in our parenting, the ability to give instructions, rules, guidelines well. But we also know that the other piece of communication has to do with what happens when we stop speaking. It has to do with the listening piece. So in today's podcast, we want to talk about how do we listen well? What is effective listening? We know that the skill of listening well is something that will benefit not only our parental relationship, but in all relationships of our lives, especially our parenting. So listening is one of the easiest things we'll ever do, but it's also one of the hardest. So let's jump into that. James 1.19 says, Let every person be quick to hear, slow to speak, slow to anger. Learning to listen isn't something that will happen overnight. But listening is a skill that we can, in fact, learn. It requires us to be disciplined, put forth effort, and being intentional. Mm-hmm. Becoming a better listener comes through, the, through practice and through many conversations. So what is active or effective listening? How is it that we become effective listeners? Francis Schaeffer said it well that to be a good listener, we have to listen with intent to understand. So as we're listening, we're trying to understand. We're trying to gather information. We're trying to hear what's coming towards us. And I think that's especially important with our kids because Francis Schaeffer also said there are no little people. And that's the virtue of listening. Mm. 
Listening requires patience. So when we're listening actively, we are fully engaged with the person that we're with. We're fully immersed in what that person is saying. We're there to act more as a sounding board. Think of a a person in a therapist's office. Like you are just sitting there to listen and to be a sounding board rather than being ready to jump in with your own ideas and your own opinions about what's being said. Moments of silence are not, they don't need to be filled per se. Active listening is patient. So we don't need to interrupt. We just need to be patient and fully immerse ourselves in what the other person's sharing with us. And I think even with the patience is sometimes it means we need to listen to stories that we may think are boring (laughs) or don't really affect us. Or stories that we may have heard already. That happens a lot in parenting. Yeah, I think oftentimes uh, in Sunday school, I've got a lot of middle school girls. Oftentimes when there's open, empty silence (laughs) and and no one's talking, someone's going to fill the gap. Mm. And sometimes it's something related to the topic or sometimes it's not related to the topic more often than not. But it's important that people, our teens, our kids, even our bosses and our coworkers... Mm that they know that we are willing to listen to them. And it involves us being patient with them, even if it's something we may not necessarily want to hear. Which brings us to listening is also an act of love. Mm -hmm. Diedrich Bonhoeffer said this, the first service that one owes to others in the fellowship consists of listening to them. Just as to love God begins with listening to his word, So the beginning of love for the brethren is learning to listen to them. Mm. It is God's love for us that he not only gives us his word, but also lends us his ear. So it is his work that we do for our brothers and sisters when we learn to listen to them. Christians so often think that they must always contribute something when they are in the company of others, that this is the one service that they have to render. They forget that listening can be a better service than speaking. Mm. Yeah, um, Philippians 2 verses 3 through 5, when Paul is talking about Christ's example of what it looks like to be humble, um, it says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. So there we're hearing, you know, you're putting these people before you, you're an act of love, being patient. And so let's talk about some tips of what it looks like to actively listen. I think first is what we've already kind of already shared. You need to focus on who you're listening to. That person needs to be, your attention needs to be given to them. And a lot of it has to do with our nonverbal communications that we're making eye contact with them, that we're nodding, that we're following along, that... We're giving positive reinforcements. We're listening to them. We're letting them know, like, you have captured my attention. And we do that patiently and with love, regardless of what it is that's being communicated with them. We would think it would be very rude if we were talking to our boss and they would not look us in the eye. They kept Mm -hmm. looking down at their phone. So make eye contact, nod along as you're paying attention. Don't just nod because we're telling you to. Nod because you're (laughs) actually listening to them. Yeah. Something else would be to listen across time. So be in, be intentional to remember what has been said before in the conversation, maybe even in past conversations. I think it's important um, when we're communicating to show that we're listening well because we've heard and we're able to reiterate things that were said in the past. And that shows our person that we're listening to that we really are listening. 
listen with a third ear. Not a physical third ear that you have, but you're listening for between the lines, things that they are not saying, but they're trying to communicate along. And that takes intentional listening. You're not gonna be able to read between the lines if you're not actually focused, engaged, intent to understand what they're saying so that you can better either communicate truth with them or better just listen so you're gonna understand more of what they're going through. I think oftentimes the the stories that teens or children share that may seem like they're rambling on and on and on about that don't seem to get to a point, it's when we listen and read between the lines, that's what they're actually getting at. And the story is actually covering up what it is that they're trying to communicate. Yeah, I think something important when we are listening effectively and actively is to think about our own body language. So we already mentioned some of that with the engagement of eye contact, nodding along, reinforcing ideas. Um, But think about how your body language and what that's saying to the person you're in a conversation with. So lean in to the conversation, sit a little bit forward, engage. That might be countercultural right now with COVID, but present yourself in a way that shows that you're you're in tune with what they're saying. They're the only one you're focused on in that moment. You can have a relaxed posture. Not You're not sitting there with your arms crossed. You're not fidgeting. You're not playing with a pen. You're not doing some, adverting your eyes different directions. You're actually just relaxed and listening to them. I think uh, an important part of listening is also asking questions. Mm-hmm. So we read in Proverbs 18 to a fool takes no pleasure in understanding, but only in expressing his opinion. So we're asking questions so that we can better understand or Proverbs eighteen thirteen, if one gives an answer before he hears, it is his folly and shame. So we're asking questions so that we can better understand. Asking questions means, hey, I'm paying attention but I need to understand this a little bit more. I have a question about what you just said because I want to understand what you're saying. Yeah, in a like manner, you're able to also reflect back what was being said to you. So it's similar to asking a question, but maybe repeating it in your own words and saying, what I'm hearing you say is this. Is that what you meant? And it allows that person to go ahead and confirm or deny that you haven't heard them correctly. So reflecting back and saying, hey, is this kind of what you mean? And sharing that you understand what they're saying. And with all the lingo that is going on with our teens and our children, feel free to ask clarifying questions like, I have no idea what that word you just said means. What does that mean? (laughs) And be okay asking questions that may seem like you don't have all the knowledge because truthfully you don't. And it gives your child or teen an opportunity to say, I get to teach my mom or dad something. Yeah. And then after listening, you can summarize what you've heard and repeat back that you have fully understood what was being shared with you. Um, you can do that through positive reinforcement of, hey, I really loved you sharing that story with uh, with me. I, I learned this about you or I learned this about your friends. Um, just being able to summarize and repeat back and show that your child or your teen that you understand exactly what they shared. And then after you do all the listening, that then prepares you well to speak. Francis Schaeffer, who I've already mentioned a couple of times, said if he had only one hour with someone, he would ask questions and listen for 55 minutes. And then the last five minutes, he would share a little bit of truth. And I think that's so important for us that we would actually listen so much more than we speak 
And it gets difficult at times because a lot of the times we focus more on the instruction, the discipline. Did you hear me? Are you listening? Mm. Do you need to take the trash out? Did you do your homework? That sometimes we forget that we need to listen to our kids and teens because they're what they're going through, they're not going to tell us unless we create a space for them to actually talk about. Yeah, because the purpose of active listening is the ability to earn the trust and to help understand more of who they are. So we're earning our kids trust when we sit there and we're able to listen to them. And it's a desire to comprehend, yes, what they're saying, but also to be able to offer our support and our empathy. Um, it's, it's important for us to understand, yes, what's going on with our kids, but also more important to support them as their parents and to introduce them to the gospel through the situations that they're going through. And if we want to know what's really going on in our kids' lives, we can learn more from a 10-minute device-free face-to-face conversation where we're actively asking questions with the intent to understand Mm -hmm. than we can from following them on Instagram or (laughs) snooping through their text messages or eavesdropping in the other room. Psalm 127.3 reminds us that children are a heritage from the Lord, offspring a reward from him. So prepare yourself as a Christian parent to make time to really listen to your kids so that you can honor them and their lives as the true gifts and blessings that they are from God. Thanks for listening to It Starts at Home. We hope that today's episode has been helpful and encouraging to you. If you enjoyed this episode, we ask that you share it with a friend. You can stay connected by subscribing to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform. Thanks again for listening, and we'll see you next time.